This is The Point, professional investing in Australia with Pendle. Welcome to The Point podcast from Pendle. Ever since the US Federal Reserve lifted interest rates in the world's biggest economy last week and outlined a timetable for future increases, financial markets have calmed somewhat. But commodity prices remain high, the war between Russia and Ukraine continues, China's economy is growing, but not at the pace it has been previously. And in Australia, the Reserve Bank is still to show its hand on interest rates. To help understand what this means for investors, I'm speaking to Tim Hext, Portfolio Manager with Pendle's Income and Fixed Interest Team. Tim, welcome to The Point. Welcome back to The Point, in fact. Thank you, Sean. Good to be back. So let's start with US interest rates. They're the main drivers of financial markets at the moment? Uh, Certainly in the bond markets, yeah. Um, Equities seem to be more relaxed about what the Fed's doing, but bond markets uh, definitely were caught a little bit on the hop in the last week after the Fed came out and tightened rates. And, you know, we knew they were going to be tightening. Everyone knew that. Uh, We thought they would be quite hawkish in what they'd say because our view is there's no point tightening rates, particularly your first one in the cycle, trying to have an impact and then toning down the impact by saying that rates are going to, you know, not move that quickly. So we weren't surprised by how hawkish it was, but it does appear the market was. And, you know, it really hadn't factored in enough hikes in its forward outlook. Okay, so what has happened in the bond market? Well, rates uh, have across the curve, the bond market has sold off, both in the US and, of course, that impacts everywhere, including Australia. So the way I would describe the US is there was a view late last year, there was a view that, you know, interest rate hikes would be modest, they'd be cautious because back then inflation was seen as having kind of peaked and probably coming off. So everyone agreed that hikes were required, but the pace would be quite moderate. What's happened this year, of course, with Ukraine's situation in particular, is you've had a lot more persistence of those inflationary pressures. And in fact, they've become more elevated. And uh, it's very tough life for a central banker at the moment. I mean, if you think investment markets are hard, central bankers have it very hard because On the one hand, you have inflation pressures from the supply chain being more elevated and longer lasting, given what's happening in the Ukraine. But on the other hand, of course, is these higher prices, things like the petrol bowser and across uh, is having an impact on consumers and consumer confidence is coming off. But it was quite telling in that Jerome Powell was quizzed on this by one of the US senators. You know, would he be prepared to do whatever it takes to get inflation back down? And it was quite an interesting question because that was the phrase used back uh, around 1980 when Paul Volcker became Fed chair and tightened rates considerably to crush inflation. And Jerome Powell's answer was, yes, he would do whatever it takes. And I I think that was the first hint that the Fed weren't going to be cautious on their rate hikes. They were going to go quite hard. And that's, in fact, what we've seen. Okay, Tim, so what about Australia? The Reserve Bank still hasn't lifted rates and it's still saying it'll be patient. Yeah, look, I think the Reserve Bank having been quite wrong uh, over the last 12 months and, you know, I think 12 months ago, most central banks were complacent about inflation. But most of the others uh, have played pretty quick catch up towards the end of last year and early this year. Now, the Reserve Bank is still sprouting this line that it's too early to tell if inflation is sustainably within the 2 to 3% band. And if you uh, didn't know any different, you would think they'll be talking about inflation is going to be above the band because their own forecasts are predicting around 3.5% inflation. 
the market is predicting now that headline inflation will peak somewhere between four and a half and five percent in the second half of this year. So it's uh, pretty clear that this year and next year inflation is going to be well above their band. So it's a it's actually a fiction for them to sit there and worry about whether it actually will be sustainably within a two to three percent band and implying that it's going to be lower. I think this is all about the Reserve Bank trying to get back control of the narrative, not be seen to be turning it around too quickly. And the last bit of the narrative that Dr. Lowe decided to put in in the last few months is wages. So he's saying, look, inflation will be high, but unless we get wage growth above 3%, it's hard to see inflation being sustainably above 3%. The early signs are that even though wages are very slow to move, the early signs are there is a lot of agreements coming up at the public and private level where wager demands are going to be more in the line of 4, 5, 6%. The actual outcomes will probably be somewhere between 3 and 4%. So I think that's really starting to clutch at straws if you're waiting for the actual hard data to come through. So I think we're going to get a very strong CPI number in the end of April for the first quarter. That's likely to show annual inflation around 4.5%. I think once that is out there, Dr. Lowe will have to change the narrative the narrative will become that they're more comfortable, that inflation will be sustainably within their target. And that'll be the basic sign that they're going to start hiking rates. And that could be as early as June. I don't think they will do it in May simply because we'll have a federal election. That in itself doesn't mean they can't. I mean, John Howard did hike in famously in 2007. Uh, it's not, not John Howard didn't hike, sorry. Yeah. John Howard McFarlane. was the... Took, yeah, McFarlane hiked and John, poor old John Howard had to wear it. But um, I do think June is very much a live meeting. And I do think the RBA cash rates will end up the year somewhere around 1%. And probably into 2023, as inflation remains elevated, they probably will push up to one5 to 2%. But importantly, the market is already there. In fact, it's got rate hikes a little bit more than that priced in. Okay. So is it a good time to be investing in bonds then? Well, the thing about it is markets have now anticipated a lot of hikes. So when you're buying a bond, of course, you're not buying today's cash rate. You're buying the market's view of where cash rates are going to be over the next five or 10 years. And those levels have gone up considerably. So in the US now, there's a view that cash rates there will be peaking towards the end of next year, somewhere between 25 and 3%. And it is quite fluid at the moment. And obviously, that's a long way given uh, as two weeks ago was still around zero. So a lot of hikes are priced in, which means if you buy a bond today, you're getting the, all those future cash rate hikes implicit in the price. And this is an important point to make to people. Bonds don't sell off once rate hikes begin. They sell off well in advance. And often by the time rate hikes are actually beginning, bonds are close to peaking. So my advice to people at the moment is if you're underweight bonds, and there's been a good case for being underweight bonds over the last couple of years because yields really were just far too low given inflation and yields even outside of inflation, which we call a real yield, they were negative. So not a great return if you're investing your money. Right now, though, we're back to positive real yields in Australia anyway. The US is starting to get there. And inflation expectations are quite high. So in other words, you are being rewarded if you invest in bonds today. So I would suggest people underweight bonds should at least be looking to get back to whatever their benchmark or what they consider neutral in a balanced portfolio. I wouldn't be going overweight bonds yet because I think this has a bit more to play out and you might see some better levels. But certainly you've got to remember bonds will at some stage perform a strong defensive task for your balanced portfolio. Now, obviously, today, it doesn't look like we're going to be risking recession. But eventually, as happens in most rate hike cycles, they go too far, things tip over, 
uh, we do go into some sort of sharp slowdown or even recession, and then bonds are going to be your only strong performing instrument. So I'd be starting to prepare for that. It's early days, but certainly I would be back to neutral in my allocation to bonds right here. That was Tim Hext, Portfolio Manager with Pendle's Income and Fixed Interest Team. You've been listening to The Point Podcast from Pendle. I'm Sean Aylmer. 